Welcome back to the Sports-ish Podcast, a place to bring the sports and the ish, a place to make sports fun, cute, and easy. This is not your boyfriend sports news. My name is Lily, and I am your host. All right, here we go. We are diving in. Our deep dive on Travis Kelsey, number 87, born in 1989, in honor of 1989, Taylor's version, releasing today. With me, I have I have a few friends. First of all, Ashton. Thank you. Good to be back. <laughs> Ashton is back. And uh, one thing I, I've addressed before is the notion that this relationship is for PR purposes. It is a PR relationship. They're using it to gain relevance. These people are nobodies without each other. So I, I decided to, uh, to bring on a PR princess, one of my dearest friends who is in PR. Her name is Allie. She's been on the pod before, was on the Taylor Swift episode back in March. A big moment in sports podcast history because I think it was the first ever mashup of Taylor and sports. And there's since been about 10 bajillion. So um, Allie came and helped me with that episode because she, at the time, I thought she was just a big Taylor Swift fan. I've now learned she is the truest, biggest Swifty. But Lily's trying to say is that I have a problem and I clearly need to speak to someone. (laughs) But (laughs) what happened was in March, I was like a casual Swifty. Okay. I went to the Eras tour. I've always loved Taylor, yada, yada, yada. Okay. In the past couple of months, I've reached, I've, I've gone to some dark places, you guys. Okay. I'm still what I would call a high functioning Swifty and that, in that I don't have like a burner Twitter account yet. And, and I am not on Swift talk. I did make some TikToks and I deleted them because I felt so shameful. Did you not know about this? Yes. One had 250,000 views. Okay. (gasps) So there were clearly, there's clearly some issues. I deleted Yes. I deleted it. Wait, what was it about? It was, it was about exactly what we're going to be talking about today, which is why I'm here. I hope that I can provide some fun facts that maybe some people didn't know before. Yes. And this is going to be a super fun episode. I've never like looked forward to something more. It's going to be awesome. I'm I'm pumped. You know, I feel like I'm a I'm a Taylor fan, but I also am ingrained in the world of sports and have my hand in so many different sports and so many different teams and players and athletes. But you've really had the opportunity to dive into <laughs> this certain player. <laughs> I know a lot about their relationship and about the press. Ashton's just here for the football of it all. I, I'm a, I'm a casual Swifty as well, so Listen, this, this should be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear the unhinged version of it. The unhinged version, yes. So there's Taylor's version, and there's unhinged version, which is by Ali. You know, I think it will be really fun to have Ashton here because so much of the conversation around this relationship is, you know, how men and maybe more uh, traditional sports fans are looking at it and talking about it as opposed to like people like you and I. Right. And so I'm so glad Ashton's here. It's going to be fun. We're going to start with some background. Okay. So I'm going to give some background about Travis and Allie's going to insert all of the many fun facts that she knows. (laughs) So Travis was born in Ohio, Cleveland Heights specifically. His father is Ed Kelsey. Who was a sales representative? Yes. So his dad was in sales in the steel industry, and Donna, who is who most people know, uh, was a bank executive. And he talks about Cleveland Heights 
a lot, right? That's why his episode, his podcast is called New Heights. Yeah. And I think his community and where he grew up is like a huge part of his story. Like whenever he does press appearances and they talk about his upbringing and what defines him, like Cleveland Heights is it. And it was like a really diverse place to grow up. He calls his neighborhood a little bit artsy, so I feel like he was in kind of the nicer area. Okay. Um, but he says it's like a melting pot, and that's kind of what helped him build like this charisma and this ability to connect with a lot of different people. And mm. I mean, you can see it when he talks to other people, right? Like he's really fun, really energetic, and like I said, I've watched a lot of a lot of footage. Okay. <laughs> And whether he's talking to someone at like a charity event or like a AAA list person like Taylor Swift or whoever, he handles it really well. Like mm. this guy has been what I would call media trained from day one and it just has this like really good, uh, I don't know, people sense about him. We're going to attribute it to Cleveland Heights. We're going to attribute it to Cleveland Heights. At least that's what Travis says. I love it. So he was a three sport athlete in high school. Ashton, what were you? Let's see. I played football, hockey, soccer. I did play basketball for one year. Oh, you beat him. Four sport athlete. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the gauntlet has been yeah. thrown down. <laughs> well, you you also went to a school with like twenty five kids. All right, easy. Graduating class of eighty five. Thank you very much. You know what? He- so yeah, that's that's a lot. Smaller than Travis's graduating class. 1,000 kids in his class. But at his time, he was a three-sport athlete. We know he played football. And he started out as the quarterback position. I think this is so fun. I think this is a really this fun. This is so cute, yes. Like, little fun fact is that Travis Kelsey was a quarterback. And then basketball and baseball, too. Yes. And it's he talks about how he's also played. he also played lacrosse and you know, Travis is very confident, which we'll talk about more. And he is the first to say that he was very good at everything. So that he, sounds he like guy. someone I've met who is <laughs> no, sitting no directly to my did right. I, did I, <laughs> am I mixing up? I know the Watts played hockey, but I feel like Travis, maybe it's Jason also played hockey. I think so. Yeah. I think that they just dropped them as they got older and like focused yeah, on more I, things. It's, like, yeah. it's a pretty big time commitment. He's six, five. So would have been a legendary hockey skates, player. I'm scared. Foot. I'm scared. What? No, you don't gain five inches. <laughs> no, that would no seven wait, inches. wait, yeah, seven <laughs> inches. Yeah. How how much do you gain? Like three, maybe four. Okay, it's like a good pair of heels. You know, yeah. I actually saw you for the first time on yeah, skates. That's, that's I thought my, you were uh, a solid six you know, two. I'm not on Tinder anymore, but that would have been a Tinder profile <laughs> height, right? Like, oh, I'm actually six three. <laughs> Six six three on skates. Okay, so we know Ed, we know Donna, we know Jason. Jason was Travis's older brother and has become just this beloved character in Travis's story, but also has, you know, really stood out this year on his own. He had the prime documentary come out, and that is the most streamed documentary ever on the history of Prime mm-hmm. Video. On the history of Prime. It's so cool. Yeah. Jason was, like, always the straight shooter, right? Like, yeah. Travis screwed up so much, like, as he was growing up, and Jason did really well in school, and in Travis's eyes, like, Jason is super charismatic and is more athletic and, you know, X, Y, and Z, and was always, like, accomplishing yeah. and doing what he wanted to do. Travis is now, and I think always has been, like, chasing Jason, right? He was the first one to win the Super Bowl. He was the first one to be drafted by an NFL team, by the Eagles. And he's always set the bar so high. 
And I think Travis is only just now maybe realizing that he's surpassing that a little bit. Totally. But yes, Jason totally stands on his own and he's so funny and I highly recommend the Kelsey documentary on, on Prime. Like it's just, it's absolutely wild that there is a documentary heavily featuring Taylor Swift's boyfriend right now. Like, yeah, that's right. part of why, and we'll get into this later, that's part of why this whole situation is so insane is like anyone who's a fan of Taylor Swift has just never had access to a person like this. Right. And it's like you're just hyperventilating all the time because it's just like unprecedented. I, I'm obsessed with Jason. My favorite story about him is when he showed up to, you posted this, but when he showed up to the premiere for the Prime documentary and he was in shorts and flip-flops <laughs> looking like an absolute noob and he blamed him. it on his That's wife why. for not bringing jeans. Kylie. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. jeans is such a step up yeah. from shorts. <laughs> at this oh like crazy fancy movie premiere red it's a red, it's the red carpet event right this is a literally like the pinnacle of the marketing that you do for a movie right and he was he was about to wear a pair of jeans yeah in complete jason fashion i mean have you seen his like game day fits if you will yes that like it tracks it completely tracks <laughs> well, like, what's amazing is travis is quite op- the opposite right yes. travis wears yeah very into fashion very expensive very yes. nice clothing and Jason is just happy to be there. Yes. So, yeah. So, Travis is big into clothes. And uh, he recently... So, Travis now has, like, a whole army of PR people. And so, he's getting a lot more press now. Even regardless of the Taylor thing, he would have kind of elevated his profile this year. Like, you probably saw he was on the cover of Vanity Fair for the September issue. September is the issue of the entire year. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you guys go and pick up a Vogue magazine, in September, it's about 10 times thicker than the rest of the year because that's when they're covering most of the new trends and collections from all the de- designers and that applies to every single magazine across mm. the board and the fact that Travis was on the cover is like a huge deal. Anyways, totally. similar to that, he also just did a Wall Street Journal magazine story purely about his fashion, which I think is so funny. Maybe indicative of things that he'll do in the future, right? Because he's clearly into clothes. Yeah. And they quoted him as saying that he takes about three hours to get ready for a game or something picking his outfits takes three hours which is absurd okay which is absurd that's so funny <laughs> that's amazing and he he did clarify on the podcast he was on uh yesterday that they misquoted him and he just said that he like thinks about it and he gets ready about three hours before and uh, he was kind of anyway it was funny how this is a great example of funny. how things can get misconstrued but he has a clothing line he's big into clothes he and he looks good like I really totally. loved the flannel situation he had going on Sunday. Loved the flannel. Well, you know when he the first pictures of him with Taylor Swift, you, like you know his outfit. Yeah, the wasn't 1989 it? Yeah, it was inspired 19, outfit. Yeah. Now, if you click on the link to that outfit, it's called the 1989 bedroom painting set. They it was originally just called the bedroom painting oh, set. Oh, interesting. And in honor of the whole 1989 and Taylor of it all, they went back and changed the name. Um, but that was like a designer that he's worn in the past and that is that he's familiar with. I'm really glad that somebody clarified that because I was like, that is really corny. Like, that's a little yeah. bit much for me. Yeah. Like, the, on the first, on Audi. the first, like, feels on brand, but yeah, kind of a lot. Yes, yes. Like, I, I could have swallowed it, but key clarification there. Okay, Travis failed French and couldn't play Jason senior year in high school. Yes, so this is kind of a repeating pattern for Travis is that he doesn't do well in school <laughs> and then he screws up. He screws up and he can't play Jason senior year and it like crushes him. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a story that he brings up over and over again and I think kind of defines like his whole psyche and mentality about how he looks at football, how he looks at his family, how he feels like he's failed in the past. So yes, 
senior year of high school, Travis failed French and couldn't play in Jason's senior year. And again, at this time, Travis was the quarterback. Jason is the center. Okay. Those are like the two players who are touching the ball on every play, no matter what, like Travis is grabbing the ball from him. Jason hikes the ball to him on every play. Like that's a really key relationship, really fun. And he, he felt like he totally screwed it up. Mm. That's really sad. It is sad. One thing that is interesting is that his parents, Jason and Travis's parents, are divorced. So this is something that's mentioned in the Kelsey documentary is, you know, how much Donna and Ed Kelsey sacrificed for their kids and just what it takes to kind of get your kids to play sports at that level. And Jason and Travis are super transparent about it. Um, But the gist of it is that they realized kind of in middle school that you know their parents were different from other parents they weren't sleeping in the same room something mm-hmm. was a little bit off and it sounds it's it sounds like ed and donna were absolute champions and right. stuck it out so that they could work together as a team to ensure that travis and jason had every opportunity that they could in terms of sports I knew uh, my mom and dad's situation was different than other parents. I would go and have sleepovers at other houses and, you know, the other parents were staying in the room. My parents didn't stay in the same room. I started making those connections when I was in, like, middle school and I realized that they were probably going to split. But um, they stayed together for, for me and Jason's benefits, I believe. If we had split, that would have been our nightmare with the logistics of getting kids where they had to be. And providing all the support. It's just uh, trying to keep it all together, you know, when you're being a parent. And I thought that this was um, especially interesting because, did you know, Taylor Swift's parents are divorced. And, like, also kept it together for a very long time. Yes, well, and kind of, like, continue to. And, like, secretly divorced. Yes, yes. So it was in 2011, so this was her, like, speak now to her era. And, yeah pretty crazy i know this is going to come as a shock but i i did not know that oh <laughs> okay. so yeah. do you think that that would bring them together ashton i bet i bet it is absolutely something that they can, they relate, can relate on, on. like that's and i feel like that's something you know in terms of relationships like you can have a very much different idea and understanding of a relationship if you're coming from one background or the other so true i, mean, I don't know but i'm sure it's something that definitely they can relate to at least and that their moms can relate on. I mean, we've said it before, but I feel like Donna and Andrea are meant to be best friends. I agree. They give the same energy, and that energy is like just supportive and loving and wanting to see their kids succeed and also like kind of enjoying the spotlight as well while their kids do it. Like Andrea, in the way that she goes and pulls fans, well, once upon a time when. It wasn't, like, dangerous. Went and pulled (laughs) fans to meet Taylor after the concert. And, like, I don't know, Donna just in commercials now and, like, in State Farm ads. It's like they both have this, like, cute level of fame from their children. And they just seem to, like, support them and love them. And they're everywhere with their kids like donna's at a game at least one every weekend Mm -hmm. sometimes two andrea's probably at every concert it's a it's a cute match and i hope they become besties yeah it's so cute well and i'm sure part of what the rift was at least for taylor's parents and what i've read is that 
Andrea, her mom wanted to, was like all in on supporting Taylor and moving to Nashville and traveling with her and like doing everything to make her, you know, dream of being a singer come true. Yeah. And I think Scott's always been like a little bit more resistant. And to be in the middle of that, I think would be so interesting. And I think that Travis could relate to her in that his parents gave up a lot to move him and Jason forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a bigger picture than just their relation, than just the relationship of his mom and his dad. Okay. Moving on with Travis, he went to the university of Cincinnati, which the is where, Bearcats. which is where Jason was. Yep. So once again, following in his brother's footsteps, we, uh, we know we've, we've talked about this a lot. He was kicked off the team for partying. Uh, specifically, he failed a drug test by testing positive for marijuana. Classic mix-up. Classic <laughs> mix-up. <laughs> so, and then Jason, we know this, went to advocate went to advocate for Travis after he got kicked off the team to allow him back on the team. They were living together. Jason kind of, like, mentored him. I don't know. I just feel like Jason's always been maybe the responsible one who wants to see his brother succeed. Yes. Trav was partying in New Orleans, and this was after the 2010 Sugar Bowl. Mm. Do you know who the Bearcats played in the Sugar Bowl in 2010? Uh, None other than the Florida Gators and Mm. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Who is the only other guy who is an athlete who has also been connected to Taylor Swift. There we go. Wait, wait, wait. What's the connection, though? What do you mean with Taylor and Tim? Yeah. They went on a date. What? Yeah. It was, it was when Taylor was, like, really still in her country girl era. It probably was around this time, actually. Yeah. Wait, what's the age difference, and when did this happen? Let's see. Tebow was 24, and Swift was 22 at the time. Oh, okay. This was in 2012, so this would have been the year after. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I feel like Tim is so much older, but maybe because he, like, came and went so quick. Maybe because he retired at, like, 26. Yeah. (laughs) He was, like, an electric quarterback in college. And actually, you know what? I don't think people give him enough credit in the NFL either. We like Tim Tebow, and we really like his wife. So, in our timeline... Travis is back on the team, and he meets Andy Reid. He meets Andy Reid. Andy Reid, at the time, I think was a coach for the Eagles. Yes. Right? Yes. And his son was actually the one that, you know, started talking about Travis and saying, hey, you got to go check out this tight end. Like, he's insane. Um, And so Andy goes down to a football game. This guy, I saw play against Temple, yeah. and my son kept telling me, this tight end is unbelievable. Kelsey's brother is, like, incredible. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's 265 pounds. He's a beast. Then I get him, he's, like, 240, but that's okay. <laughs> but game's over. Mm-hmm. They just destroyed Temple. I come over to the locker room. He comes walking, be popping out, and just giving me the business. Yeah. Like, we're long-lost friends. <laughs> it, deep down, I'm going, if I get my hands on that son of a buck, I am going <laughs> to rip his heart out. <laughs> <laughs> but I play along with it. Yeah. Cocky, cocky. Jamie is cocky. But listen, I knew the roots. Yeah. So for the first five years, it was a war. The last five years have been unbelievable. Okay, so that's a little clip talking with Andy Reid talking about when he first met Travis. This is where they meet, and Andy Reid ends up drafting him. They have a really cute relationship. Andy Reid is kind of known as Big Red. He's a legend in the NFL. He's also a BYU alum. So shout out. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. There's kind of a funny story about when Travis got drafted. Travis really wants to be the first tight end um, drafted in 2013. 
and he's not. He falls and ends up being, I think, the fifth overall tight end and the 63rd pick overall. So he was pretty bummed. The Eagles, he thought that he maybe had an in and was really excited that he was finally going to get this chance to play with Jason. Because remember, he's just come off of his career at Cincinnati where he's, for the second time, lost the opportunity to play with Jason. And instead, who did the Eagles draft? Zach Ertz, who we talk about sometimes. We love Zach Ertz. Yeah, he is an amazing tight end and is married to Julie Ertz, who is a member of the women's soccer team. But anyway, he kind of has like this like bitterness, bitterness in his heart, if you will, towards the Eagles. But he gets over it. Um, he sees a Missouri number calling him. And in his mind, he's thinking St. Louis, Missouri, right? We often forget that Kansas City is, in fact, in Missouri. Indeed. And so he thinks that the Rams are calling him. And he's like, are you kidding me? Because at the time, the Rams were... Not it. Not it. When he recounts the story, he's really nice about it, but it's very clear that he did not want to go to St. Louis. And anyway, he picks up the phone and Andy Reid, and he's like, oh, he's so relieved. Yeah, that's how we ended up with the Chiefs. And that is where he has been since. And he is the longest tenured player at the Chiefs by a long shot, actually, now, I think. Andy Reid is the best. He is Santa Claus. He's every time he talks, he's just like jollier. I'm sure you saw that. He's like a big Taylor fan. Yes, yes. And so he had met Taylor before um, because obviously he used to coach for the Eagles and that's where Taylor's from. She's from Pennsylvania. Her family is big Eagles Eagles fans and he got introduced to Scott somehow. Okay. And so he has gotten a lot of airtime since this whole thing has started because he talks about Taylor. And just this week he, you know, said that she's welcome to come whenever and that he's a big fan of her and she can stick around yep she can stick around travis is playing really well yeah have you seen the stats i mean they've done like the whole analytics and like look he's performing x amount better when she's in the stands watching him play i thought i would drop in this little stat and ashton maybe you want to close yours for this but when travis got drafted he was six foot five 255 pounds and i heard somewhere that he wears three xl gloves and you know what they say? <laughs> that fits. That fits well. Indeed, it does. Oh, anyways, Travis has done incredibly well in the NFL. Uh, He's done incredibly that. well in uh, multiple facets of his life. Okay, so Travis is now on the Kansas City Chiefs, and that brings us to kind of the present. He holds the NFL record for most consecutive. And most overall seasons with a thousand yards receiving by a tight end. A lot of wide receivers don't even get a thousand yards in a season, and he's a tight end. Like all you have to do is watch a single Kansas City game and realize that he is the playmaker on that team. Yeah, he's really. I mean, I'm not going to say the only offensive weapon because they have a lot of good players, mm-hmm. but like he is by far in a way like the the weapon there. And he's not a uh, not that anyone listening to this cares, but. He's not like a traditional tight end in the sense that like a tight end typically is like a lineman slash receiver where they do a lot of blocking as well. Like Travis very rarely blocks yeah, and he yeah. and he says so, like says as much. Where he's he's a much more heavy on the receiving side. But hey, you know what? It's working. They've won two Super Bowls, so there's actually some conversation I've seen amongst the fantasy crowd that after Travis Kelsey retires, they should actually, maybe even now, they should just get rid of the tight end space because they think that it's so like lopsided to have someone like Travis Kelsey. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, yeah. Puts up like an all-star wide receiver. Like he puts up so many points where most tight ends only put in like 
you know, it could be anywhere from like one to two points to like, you know, occasionally 10, 15. My yeah. man, George Kittle, is on my fantasy team. And he does, he gives us like a solid nine points. Yeah, well, I have him as well. And it's a mixed bag. Sometimes he gives you two points. Sometimes he gives you 20. But you, you know you what? Know. Travis Kelsey gave us 35 points last week. Yes. In fantasy. Do you have him? No, I don't. Neither do I. It's heartbreaking. But you are second in your league. I checked the other day. It's pretty good. Demois, one of our favorites. Had I would do. Who even was it on the pod? Someone rando. Comedian. She, she has like a lot of TikTokers. I didn't know this guy. But anyways, he, he used this explanation of what a tight end does. Tight end is the perfect counterpart to a superstar like Taylor Swift because the tight end is asked to both block for other people and also be the person who scores the touchdown. So they know when to be the star and when to be the person that works for the other person who's being the star. His position in football is very important to his mindset. And I think if you're willing to block for someone else to score in football, you're willing to do that metaphorically for your partner in a relationship. And that's why he'd be great for Taylor. I love that. More on like Travis's parallels between his football playing and his boyfriend, Mm -hmm. Ian. So we recently saw Taylor and Travis holding hands for the first time. Yes. And... A moment in time, truly. It was... You will never forget where you were when you saw that photo. But the way that he was holding her hand. Yes, so... (laughs) Yes, so a lot of people are talking about ball security, right? And uh, when you're carrying the ball, something they talk about is three points of contact. So one hand, one hand, and then up against your body, I think is what they're going for there. And if you zoom in on these photos of Travis holding Taylor's hand, y'all, he has three... He has a lot of points of contact, okay? I love it. And people are just losing their minds. There's this really funny Jimmy Kimmel uh, monologue where he's like, oh, did you guys see the the Taylor Swift photos? Uh, her fans are taking it really well. And then he like reads tweets from Swifties and they're like, in capital letters, I am shitting my pants. Like I'm throwing up. Like I am dead. Bury me. People are losing their minds. And to, to be honest, like I think these are pretty normal physical interactions for just when you're dating someone yes but again to be clear fans have never had this content of taylor ever right and in the past six or seven years with her past boyfriend with joe like it it was just awful well i feel like my entirety of taylor swift fandom and her dating history has been like the grainiest photo yes, yeah, yeah. like thousands of feet away and me like zooming yes. in and seeing like a picture of her left nostril and you know some some like shadow of Connor Kennedy or Jake Gyllenhaal or Harry Styles or you know whoever Joe Allen but this is like we have high def yeah. photos, videos. They're talking about it on podcasts. It's crazy. It's so different and it's really exciting. And that's so if you feel worried about Swifties reacting to this relationship too much, if you feel like it's a little too much, just understand we haven't had this ever. We've, we've been starved. And I, I actually think from a PR perspective, it's been really interesting because, you know, most celebrities you can see on a little walk to the gym or whatever on any given day. Like, it's not hard. They do 
they do brand deals and they have to get pictured with paparazzi so they call them up and they get a picture with their smart water or whatever taylor just like doesn't do that and i think that it's made her situation even worse because now fans know that they don't see her so they're just like so thirsty for anything they can get and again if you're worried about this whole reaction know that i think it's going to get better because people will get used to just like having access to her and i think that it will that it will come down um i don't know i i did start following her jet last week i also on, yeah i also did on that. social media yeah, it's fine it's fine it's like abnormal just like another another level of stalking i guess um <laughs> out of curiosity i'm bringing up joe how do you think he's feeling with all of this Initial thought is I don't care, but... (laughs) Sorry I asked, guys. (laughs) I have thoughts. Okay, I feel like like we're at that point where, you know, you have a friend, because Taylor's my friend, okay, we're just going to call her my friend, (laughs) go through a breakup, and at first you're like, pissed for your friend, you know why they loved them, like, can sympathize with them on why they're great, da-da-da-da. Then you get to a point where you're just, like, mad. You're like, actually, he sucked. He sucked. Yeah. And it's time to move on. And I don't care. Anyway, so that's where we're at. So how do I think Joe's reacting to this? You know, the image of Joe right now in my mind is just this, like, sad little British... Frail. Frail drama theater loser guy. And I think he's just reading a book. London Boy came on my run today. Uh Uh-huh. London Boy came on. And it was like, I cannot hear this song. (laughs) You have an all-American... Football this is the stud American Revolution dumping tea into the Boston Harbor. All right, we're dumping Joe Alwyn we, in the Boston Harbor. We, exactly, he is overboard. So yeah, that's a long answer to your question, Ashton. We appreciate you yeah. Yeah. checking in. No, that, make, that makes Thanks sense. For Thanks for thinking of Joe. Thanks for thinking yeah. of Joe. Well, don't ever do it like, again. He's got to be like fuming, right? Like you know what? I think I don't he's think so. just in his. He's like, probably British like writing poetry flat somewhere. <laughs> sick accent (laughs) 2014 Travis scored his first NFL touchdown unsportsmanlike conduct call yeah so he I mean Travis gets a lot of unsportsmanlike conduct calls and I don't know why this stuck out to me but Andy Reid did an interview like a post game interview and was like it was mature and I think that just defines like this whole period of Travis's life because in 16 he goes on to do catching Kelsey which is which is is also immature (laughs) oh my gosh it was bad it was bad. Okay, but before catching Kelsey, he started a charity. Yes, yeah, so he has a charity. He ha- so Travis has a couple little like passion projects, I'll call them. And I mean, most professional sports players have a charity. He's 87 and running. And So cute. Yeah, that's cute. And it's a foundation um, meant to empower underserved youth by providing resources and support to their communities by working in partnership with educators to cultivate local experts in education, business, athletics, STEM, and the arts. And, um, yeah, that's quite the long thesis statement. He is very involved. Um, I think he does this more on the off season. Yeah. And there, I was like going through some like reviews, if you will, of just the charity in general. People were like, he always comes, like he's amazing to our kids and he knows them by name and he's a sweetie, he's a sweet guy. It's time to, to enter into the catching Kelsey Uh, era. uh. This is a no for me. This is a no for me. If you want to dislike catching or (laughs) Travis... Just Google literally any five second clip. Watch from tra- the promo. It's so bad. The hair. Oh, is, the hair. It's like a bump it. Do you think he's going to grow it back? Apparently they made him keep it like that. Like he wanted to cut it and it was like in his contract to keep the hair. 
everything is so ick about it and like truly i love the man now but i just everything about him before was most things i dislike in men yeah it was bad i have this theory that like he had an awful publicist or he had no publicist and was just like off the rails when he decided to do this because it was an awful awful decision bad call (laughs) and then someone like slapped him across the face and hired someone new for him and he just had like a total glow up after this because oh you guys it was so bad i cut out this uh, just an example just an example of maybe the cringiest conversation i've ever had so at the end it's it's like the bachelor right okay catching we're skipping over some base level stuff because i'm assuming that most people know like what catching kelsey is and whatever dating show travis kelsey was it's like the bachelor for travis kelsey exactly Wait, they had 50 except, girls from 50 states it yes, was on that's what's e? so weird is that like it wasn't just people applying and getting on the show there was one single girl from every state 50 There's girls 50 girls that's a lot apparently um peacock has the rights to the show and they were like they didn't even want it on the platform. Like, That's it's so bad. So. I'm sure Travis <laughs> called them and was like, I hope so. Burn these tapes now. I don't know if he's been media trained on it and has talking points or if he's just mature enough to know this. He talks about it in a very, like, humble way and that, like, he kind of jokes about how awful it is. And he's always really nice about the girls, but it's always. The sentiment is always like, can we just like not talk about that? Like, can we just skip that? Like, I don't blame him. It, yeah, it was bad. Anyway, okay, so like, here's here's an example. So, the last four girls he takes to Kansas City to his quote unquote hometown, and the girl goes, the girl's like, this is so cute. It reminds me of Old Town Disney. It's like such a cute little uh, city. It's magical. And Travis is like, oh, like Harry Potter. And she says, not that magical. And uh, after dinner, they, like, swim in a fountain and then stay the night at Travis's place. And (laughs) he asks her a question that he says has been on his mind since they first met. And he says, has anyone ever told you that your eyebrows are overpowering everything on your face? (laughs) Why? Oh, man. It's so bad. It's so bad. He's straight up got no filter, I don't think. It's getting... Oh, yeah. I I think, to your point, I feel like he's probably gotten some media training where he's, like, also matured. But, like, even just watching them on, like, New Heights and things like that, like, it's very clear. Like, he he is one of a kind. I love that, though. He... I think he's just, like, aloof and, like, away with the fairies sometimes. And I'm, like... But, I mean, it's very funny. It kind of plays into his whole personality, right? Especially now, like, Travis 2.0, I'll call him. Yeah. It's very funny and endearing. I love it. Travis 2.0. Yes. And I feel like it makes sense because he is dating a woman who has gone through so many phases. Yes. And there have been cringy phases. Yeah, yeah, like the the movie star film. I keep seeing clips of... I'm sorry, what? The what? When she... What's the movie she's in? Oh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yes. <laughs> yes. I keep crazy. thinking about that every time I watch. I'm like, you know what? Like, all right, we all have moments. I liked that face. The I'm sure you did. Face. Are you kidding? That was fun. That was fun. But I, I think we'd be lying to ourselves a little bit if we didn't say that like Taylor's like pretty awkward sometimes. Totally. Like, she's the first person to say that like I'm not a sexy person. Like, I only come off that way because I work hard and because I know that I have to be that way yeah. to accomplish what I want to accomplish. Right. Right? And I think in Miss Americana, her documentary, she also talks about how she feels like she's always been 10 years behind her peers mm. because of the way that she grew up and like went through uh, her teenage years. 
And I think that's pretty accurate, honestly, if you like listen to her talk and one thousand percent see how she went through things. And I think Travis maybe right there with her. So <laughs> they've met each other now <laughs> at thirty four. Yes. And yes. we're happy for them. But anyway, he's had fun with it now. The the team, the Chiefs have a bunch of play calls apparently named after funny jokes from catching Kelsey and so good. I hope it burns. <laughs> it's it's so bad, you guys. Like I, I actually can't bring myself to watch it because I think I would think way differently of him. I, the promo was enough sure. for me. The trailer was enough. Okay, so Travis has won the Super Bowl twice. He won in 2019 versus the 49ers with Jimmy G as the quarterback. And then went in 2020 but lost and then won last year. If those numbers aren't ringing a bell for you in true sports' fashion, the other way to think of this as is that he won the Super Bowl in 2019 with the, when Jalen Shakir did the halftime show, and then he won last year when Rihanna did the halftime Riri. show. Um, and then he lost in 20, where I believe uh, the weekend was the halftime show. Oh, that was a bad one. Yeah. The weekend halftime show struggled. I, I thought it was okay. Can't wait for Usher, though. Can't I, wait for Usher. I actually think it's going to be I think incredible. it's going to be so fun. I I'm think so we're going to be, like, dropping it low. In our living room. <laughs> I feel like it'll be... Do you remember the one with like 50 Cent yeah. and Eminem where there's just yes. like a ton of collaborators? I feel like that. Because if you look at the list of who Usher has collaborated yes. with, it's like literally everyone. Yes. Yeah. yes. So it feels like there's a lot of potential to have something fun. It's going to be fun. Just to kind of segue us. So Pat Mahomes joins the team in 2019. This is key. This is when the Chiefs like take off. Okay. And interestingly... Travis found out about this whole thing on Twitter and the way that, and he did an interview about it. And in this interview, he talks about how his girlfriend is the person that told him. And he talks, he goes way in depth about their relationship. Um, and I think this just goes to show that like Travis talking about Taylor isn't like a stunt for him. Like he's always talked about his relationships openly. And this girlfriend in particular, Kayla, who we'll talk about a little bit later was someone who he was really serious with and who he was excited about. And it's just like part of the course for him. Like he's not, faking it totally love that okay so in 2020 he did sign his contract which he is currently under it was a four-year 57 million dollar contract extension with the chiefs through next year the 2025 season yep um this is a fun fact he's not missed a single game since his rookie year except one in 2021 due to covid yep freaking covid so he takes it really seriously right and i think that's also something that him and taylor connect on i think it also is worth noting so travis is 34 so right. you know, like i said he was on a podcast yesterday and he was asked about retiring and mm. that's very real and uh this week on new heights he talked about the flag football coming to the olympics and he said that it's probably just like not realistic for him because of his age mm, wow so he's coming to like a real turning point and pivot in his career which i think also kind of fuels a lot of people thinking this is PR and yeah, yeah, it's an interesting time. Or is it the perfect time because he is now going to settle down? Yeah, yep. It's a great question. I don't know. Is it? Is it not? So last March, Travis Kelsey hosted SNL. Yep. And this was the first time I think the world got to see maybe. Maybe our generation, who didn't watch Catching Kelsey, got to see Travis's personality. He was genuinely funny and likable. I thoroughly enjoyed him on SNL. I thought he did a fantastic job hosting. 
yeah, I thought he was super cute. And SNL is a huge deal. Like, I don't think that everybody realizes, like, especially within the celebrity world, like, you have made it when you host SNL. Like, it's a whole other tier of pop culture relevance and just, like, honor to be the host. And anyway, he was really nervous, and and he he was cute. He did a great job. Um, This is also when he signs with CAA, which is, like, kind of a brand architecture firm and and like I said I think this is where he really starts like kicking into a different gear when it comes to like his whole image not just his athlete uh, persona up to this point what we know about Travis Kelsey is that you know he's had a partying past Mm -hmm. he makes it to the NFL because of the advocacy of his older brother Jason he's you know on the top of his game at this point he's won two Super Bowls he and his friend Pat are electric, like probably the best duo in the league right now, I would say. Mm-hmm. And he's now becoming kind of like this pop culture icon within the NFL. There's not many of them. Yep. Because, you know, he's got personality. He's always cutting in interviews when other people are being interviewed. <laughs> yeah. Like he's he's grabbing the mic during At the White House. <laughs> I mean, he is in the spotlight. He is already on the map. But something happens in summer 2023. July of 2023, he goes to the Eras Tour and recaps this experience on the New Heights podcast episode. Travis goes to Eras Tour in Kansas City. If you're a Taylor fan, you know that Kansas City is where Taylor premiered Speak Now. That's the show that Travis was at. It's where Taylor Lautner famously came out and did a backflip, and it was the most iconic, unhinged thing I've ever seen someone do with their ex. It was crazy and um (laughs) and he loved it he uh in the weeks leading up to it he had actually been doing some ad spots i think for seat geek and had kind of teased that you know go go get your taylor swift tickets he's always been a fan um and he very famously says if you haven't seen this you must be living under a rock must be that he was butthurt because taylor doesn't take any time before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings during her show and he had a bracelet to give her and it had his number on it and Jason says you mean like your number or like your phone number and he goes I think you know what I mean or something like that all right now all right now yeah and yeah like that (laughs) (laughs) and yeah that's just put out into the universe and we don't really know what's going on at the time it was like this is a silly little idea in Travis's head like Taylor would never yes like she'd never she never she could but like the potential has us like just giddy about it yes and here they are in August uh Travis goes on the Kristen Cavallari pod um which is uh all about like relationships like I can't really figure out what her MO is she's just not it for me so I can't speak to this she's not it for me I'm sorry Kristen shout out to you but she absolutely shoots her shot and she's way backtracked since because now this podcast has like gone kind of viral yeah and it's pretty funky okay so Kristen Cavallari was married to Jay Cutler and at the time I think was very fresh off of her divorce yeah and is like telling Travis that she like was in love with him and had a crush on him and then is like asking him all these questions about dating and his dating style and it's just like it's cringe it's cringe yes it's pretty cringe mostly because of the way that she's handling it but he's not having it that's the best part he's not having it and he I mean he handles it so well like I said this man has been media trained or something like he handles these things so well but to have this content 
knowing that it was like just weeks before he went public with Taylor Swift is so interesting. So she asks him about like what's the nicest thing he's ever done for a girl. Um, does he like dive right into things? It's a very good listen if you want to go on a deep dive. They also talk about his zodiac. Trap is a Libra. Well, they're very romantic, and I think that that definitely tracks for Trap. And um, there's also this <laughs> quote, this interview going around from when he was on Catching Kelsey, uh, where the girl's like, uh, out of like on a score of one to ten, like how good of a boyfriend are you? And no hesitation, he says, "Oh, I'm a 12. Twelve. I said that. And I think it's true. Like I think he's way into big gestures. Yes. And he talks like I said on this podcast with Chris and Cavallari about all the things that he's done for not all the things just a few things that he's done for girlfriends in the past and I think that Taylor is super down and needs somebody like that as of right now he is a 12 he is I I would agree I would absolutely (laughs) agree as of now he's talked about potential interest in Taylor Demois reports they're hanging out Chris and Cavallari shoots her shot he turns it down let's go to Taylor September 24th. September 24th, Taylor shows up. Chicago Bears at Kansas City. I called Lily immediately. You did. I was taking a nap. Yes, you were asleep. I was asleep. Sorry, it's a a Sunday thing, guys. (laughs) I don't do it during the week, just on Sundays. And I look at my phone. Allie's calling me, but my... And then my sister's calling me, and my niece is texting me, and I'm like what is I'm like half asleep and everyone's like she's there she's at the game I was absolutely rocked to my core I I can't even like verbalize the emote like to have Taylor Swift somewhere live in person on live tv live tv what zooming in what and she's so animated she's so pumped like especially at this first game yeah she has like no filter like they panned her the very first time, and I don't think that she knew that the camera was on her. But she it's almost like she, it looks like she knew almost because immediately she just starts clapping and she's yeah. going like this. She's doing the chest bumps. She's, like, banging on the window. Yeah. Like, it is absolutely out of a movie, which, again, like, fuels the whole PR notion here, right? Right. It is insane. She's in some uh, Kansas City color. She's got her red lip on. She's with his freaking mom? Yeah. What? It's absurd. It's absurd. I think the moment, right, that was incredible. We watched her the whole game, hung on to every zoom-in that the NFL did, which was a lot of them. Which was a lot. And I'm just going to add this quick little tidbit in there. Maybe it's self-promotional, but I don't care. I am friends with uh, the specialist of fan engagement Mm, at the NFL. Mm Mm-hmm. And last year, we spoke about the NFL's desire to get women into the mainstream fold of of football fandom and how it was difficult. It was like the one demographic they were missing. Mm -hmm. And I said, you need to lean into the celebrities. You need to lean in to the celebrities that are attending the games. That, That is like a huge point of interest for many women is this pop culture side of the game and the NFL does it probably the worst maybe second behind they don't really do anything. NHL yeah and they have celebrities at some of their games yeah but they don't lean into the pop culture side so at this point I'm like 
this man has taken my advice to the NFL and they are like honing in on this Taylor thing, not knowing if it was PR. But okay, so that the the whole game was amazing. The NFL was changing their status. Taylor was yes, here. Yes, Taylor was here. Taylor's were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tweeting like crazy. I mean, ESPN's feed was like all Taylor Swift. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then and then it got better. It got so much better because the two walked out of the locker room together. Mm-hmm. And they're very infamous, infamously not holding hands, right? Right. And so it, it leaves, it just like begs the question like, what's really happening? Like, is this their first date? Have they hung out before? Like, there's not a lot of details, right? Right. And it just leaves you on such a cliffhanger. And then they get in his freaking like purple convertible. The purple. <laughs> and oh my gosh. And they slide away, as he says, in the getaway car. And with no security. With no security, which is insane. Top down. Could you imagine you pull up to a stoplight, you you turn, there's Taylor Swift top down in a convertible next to you? But yeah, they go to Prime Social, which is like this cool restaurant in Kansas City. At around 9 o'clock, apparently, the staff comes in and says, hey, this is last call for drinks, etc. You guys need to be out of here by 9, but everything on your tab is paid for. And people are like, what is happening? They leave and then later find out that it was a Travis hosted a party for Taylor, which was pretty sick. Of course he did. He's a level 12 boyfriend. Of, he's freaking level 12. He is level 12. And uh, there's no pictures for a while out of this party. So there's still, you know, everyone's just like still very tight-lipped about what's going on. Jason is throwing out his little funny references and jokes but then somebody in the party freaking sells a picture to TMZ and it has Taylor is like kind of draped around Travis. Like yeah. they're leaning in kind of like looking at something and we're just getting all these little crumbs and just spec it's just speculation is flying. And we know that Travis is headed to New York the next weekend to play the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. That's right. October 1st, Kansas City at the New York Jets. At the Jets. And and just a quick shout out before we move into the Jets game. Mark Cuban tweet. One of my favorite happenings. He's so funny. Thus far. So Mark Cuban is doing some interview for something that Mark Cuban is doing. Because that's what he does. And he says, he makes some joke that like, Taylor, you know, come to a Mavericks game. we got a lot of good looking guys. We'll set you up. You don't need Travis Kelsey. And Travis replies to the tweet on Twitter and says, just sign me to a 10-day. And then it has, like, little sunglasses thing. Look at this man. He's like, no one else is no dating. One. Yeah. No. Yeah. He is sticking up for his girl, making it very public. He's a smitten kitten. That he is interested. It's unheard of. Unheard of. Okay. I love it. It's amazing. Okay. October 1st. The Chiefs are at the Jets. Most NFL teams have a really strict protocol for away games, right? You fly together. Uh, if your family does come, you don't stay with them. You have a curfew the night before. You leave together. It's like a whole thing, which I think is why Taylor isn't going to a lot of his away games because you can't see him. Like, you can go watch him, but they're not going like, right. to spend a lot of time together, right? Yeah. So the night before, Taylor famously goes out with this, like, huge group of girls uh, which includes Blake Lively, Brittany Mahomes, and um, Sophie Turner. They go to Emilio's Bellato, hmm. which is a famous of the Jonas family. 
I think we, we should we make like a hit list of places that, that she's Taylor gone has gone to with with Travis. We and, should go. And yeah, we should. Just a New York City Taylor Swift tour. Yes. Why has no one done that? I don't know. We should do that. We should do that. Coming soon. Coming soon. Come meet Lily in NYC. Yes. Um, but anyway, they go to Emilio's. Uh, Blake Lively famously picks up the tab, as reported by Do. They had to order the, uh, the prefix menu because their group was so large. And she all, anyway, Dumas has their whole freaking menu. The espresso martinis and everything. She's incredible. Um, meanwhile, that night, he was spotted at dinner in another place. Then we get to Sunday. And we have this huge squad in the box. Squad is an understatement. It was insane. I get what was happening here. I think Taylor, they were in New York. This is where a ton of her friends are. So she just invited a huge squad. But I think that this was a bit of a misfire PR-wise. And I just don't think that they really cared. But this night really fueled the like yeah. conspiracy yeah. theories. Okay. So... I think the main the main problem here was that Sean Levy, Ryan Reynolds, and Hugh Jackman are there. Okay. And if you guys don't know, Sean Levy is a director. Okay. Okay. He's tight with Taylor. He was actually in her all too well ten minute version music video. Love. Played her dad. And then Ryan and Hugh Jackman are like besties, and they are Cute. in an upcoming movie, Deadpool three. Gonna be a huge deal. Marvel movies have kind of sucked lately, okay? True. Just (laughs) throw it out there. Anyways, they're going to be Deadpool 3. Right now, we are still in the midst of the SAG strike. They cannot do any movie promotion right now Mm. per the uh, rules of the strike or whatever you want to call it, which is why you're getting things like the Trolls uh, song from NSYNC because that's like one of the few things that you can do to kind of like under the radar promote a movie. <laughs> Anyways, so people are like, they are in this box with Taylor Swift because she's getting so much press and she's just doing this to like sprinkle a little PR love to her friends. I love that. Which is which is like so nice of her, but doesn't really help the whole storyline. And then Sophie Jonas is there who is also going through this very nasty public divorce and maybe doesn't have like a huge... I don't know, character or persona built with the American public. And so there's this whole theory that Taylor is trying to take her under her wing and be like, she's one of us. Like, she's a good person. Don't listen to Joe. He's putting out a whole storyline and Sophie has been quiet. But me being with her should be enough for you guys. Like, this is who we should support. So then there's that. And then there's the jets of it all. So in, in 2019, Taylor got all this bad press because it was revealed how much how many tons of carbon emissions her jets were putting out each year, right? Taylor has two private jets, and when she's not using them, her mom is using them, or she's renting them out to friends. Like, it's a very common practice that when you have jets, you kind of, like, rent them out so they're not sitting. Yeah. It was bad luck. And it was one of the few things that she's, like, never really spoken to or, like, taken a stand against to kind of right her wrong. Right. So this freaking woman on TikTok, her name is Molly McMahon or something, and she's a PR person like I am. <clears throat> she has gone super viral for having this hot this take that this is a PR play so that when you Google Taylor Swift and Jets, I've all you get too. now is oh, pictures of her at the Jets game <laughs> instead of her like greenhouse gas story or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And while I th- like it's a fun theory, I just don't think that Taylor like she's calculated and she loves to say that she's calculated but that's like 
That is that so would guys. be yeah. impressive. So watching that game was the first time I was like. At first, I was like, no, I think they're legitimately, maybe not dating, but, like, actually hanging out and, I guess, like, courting, if you will. Yes. But after I watched that game, I was like, maybe this is a press thing as well. Because the other thing is, every single commercial, Taylor Swift's movie, the the new era tour movie, whatever it's called, was, like, heavily promoted. And I know the NFL was very much involved and knew she was going to be there because they knew viewership was going to be up. And to me, it was like, oh, this is definitely a huge play. Like, hey, I'll be at the game. Your viewership is going to be super high. Mm -hmm. We need X, Y, Z. Like, we need this, this, and this. And and seeing that, I was like, oh, this feels very curated. I mean, every single commercial break, boom, there she was in the commercial break. I mean, everything was tied into her, and it was like, too prepared for me and I was yeah. like oh this feels this feels like maybe this is a PR yes. stunt I totally agree and like this was the Sunday night football game right so mm-hmm. what yeah, we mean prime by that, time game yes yes what we mean by that is if you are the Sunday night football game it means you're the only game on across the country so literally everyone is watching you and when it wasn't like a Taylor ad it was freaking Travis doing an ad which also <laughs> yeah. he's in everything and so is his mom and it from what I've seen, it looks like that the NFL actually reached out to her team and asked for permission to add her movie spots into it because they thought that it would kind of like yeah. add to the whole storyline. Anyways, so looking back, there were some other interesting things that came out of this. So this is also where Travis went up to Aaron Rodgers and this kind of Aaron Rodgers side story starts. And in case you've missed it, Aaron Rodgers is out for the season. He is supposed to be the quarterback for the New York Jets this season, but he's hurt. Travis was very nice and went over and let him know that, you know, he thinks he's a stud and that, like, he's glad he's doing well and hopes that he gets better soon. It looked like a positive experience. Totally. Freaking Aaron Rodgers came for him after on the Pat McAfee show. He called him Mr. Pfizer. <sighs> yeah. Because that's one of the ads that um, yeah, that's Travis a, Kelsey that's is in. Is he's, he's in he's in the Pfizer ads yes. promoting the COVID vaccine, which Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of history with. A lot of history. As Aaron Rodgers, bad history with vaccines, never got vaccinated, considered himself immunized with his alternative methods, and then got fined by the NFL for basically lying to the press. He said he was immunized, so take that as you will. But now he's very outspoken against the COVID vaccine, and he called Travis Kelsey on the Pat McPhee show, Mr. Pfizer. And he invited him to debate? Yeah, the next week. He's like, Travis can call up... uh, Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci, and I'll bring in... uh, RFK Jr. Jr. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Freaking Aaron Rodgers just cannot help himself. No, no. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse because I did spend so much time talking about this last week, but I I am one million percent confident that Aaron Rodgers actually is in love with Taylor Swift and this I is agree. all stemming from jealousy. I agree. I agree. As a contrarian slightly <laughs> I, I do I I actually can see potentially some jealousy there because Travis Kelsey has like or not Travis Kelsey, Aaron Rodgers has I think sometimes his humor is slightly misrepresented. I don't think he was necessarily meaning to attack um Travis Kelsey, although it kind of felt like it, I felt like he was trying to do it in humor. I thought I thought Travis Kelsey had a great response, he was um, and, so and nice. just very humorous about it, and not like kind of getting all upset about it. And I don't know, it, it's super interesting. But so Travis totally took the high road, which is just what he does. 
and said, I'm not much of a debater. You know, I thought it was funny and I just wished Aaron the best. And if I saw him again today, like I do the same thing. Like I hope that he's doing great and I think he's amazing. So um, then we go into this past month, which has been a crazy one for trailer, swelcy, however you want to refer to it. Um, First, Donna Kelsey was on the Today Show. Yes. And she was asked about her experience meeting Taylor Swift and sitting next to her. And she responded, it was okay. It was okay. I think that she had made it like pretty clear that she didn't want to talk about Taylor. I think she had literally just said that. And Hoda keeps like pushing her. Right. And I mean, like she's talking about her kid, right? Like I think at a certain point you're like, I don't want to talk about this. Like they're dating someone and it's new. And you're like, why are you bringing this up? And a lot of people have asked me, excuse me, about why Donna is on TV so much. And I think that that's something that's important to talk about here too. So like Lily said, Donna has kind of created this, her own persona and has like a ton of, uh, collaborations right she's in Campbell's ads she has a big deal with Kindmar which is what she's promoting right now so when you sign these collaboration deals you get paid okay so she's probably getting a pretty hefty check from Kindmar but in return you agree to some things right you're in contract with these people and often what the what they expect from you is to do press so not only are you filming ads you're also doing interviews and they say we'll go out and like shop you out or yeah so Kindmar will say we'll go out and shop you out to today's show and you know a couple other a-list publications and you can do an interview and they'll you know the whole hook will be that they'll want to talk to you about whatever's going on in your life but because we're paying you you need to slip in kind bar there somehow yeah and you do it in kind of like a sneaky way you say like oh and my favorite kind bar is blah blah, blah or i've just been working with kind bar on this new flavor and like i love giving it to my kids and they love it and my grandkids love it and da, 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 da. Yeah. this is like classic classic pr promotional stuff so like don't bag on donna for doing press she's doing it because it's literally her job that's how she's making money right now. yes so true i i didn't take it as salty i took it as uncomfortable yes i agree i agree okay october 5th october 5th Uh, is chav's birthday chav's birthday number 34 taylor was not in kansas city for his birthday no and media is crazy and one of the headlines was like some fan getting a selfie with him at a gas station because that's like their thing, I guess. They just follow him to gas stations because it's the only place he can go without Poor being guy. absolutely assaulted. Okay. And they're like, Travis Kelsey spotted with blonde that's oh. not Taylor Swift. Oh, dear. It was so stupid. I, I will say, you know, props to the Swifties and just people in general. I feel like their media literacy is getting a lot better. Yeah. And they can be like, yeah, this is dumb headline. You clearly didn't get a good picture today, and this is fake news. Especially like in outlets like New York Post, Daily News, like yeah, there's Daily Mail, ones. Daily Mail. Do not, yeah, there. If you know how media relations work for celebrities, if it comes from like Entertainment Tonight or E News or People, it is Bible. It's mm. been approved by spokespeople. That's who's really trying to like stay in the good graces of the celebrity to get like actual interviews in the future, and so they don't want to like dirty their uh, reputation. And their chance at having an interview by printing BS. If it's yeah. anyone else, in touch, star, us weekly. New York Post. New Daily. York Post. Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Daily Mail's so bad. Daily Mail's the worst. Okay. But they did celebrate together. Yeah, so apparently somehow she like flew in under the radar on the 6th of October, the day after. Um, and they got a ton of pizza. <laughs> From some cute, from cute, nice. some cute stop, and this is where we start. Aaron Andrews Gate is what I've called it, 
And what I'm talking about is that DeMont post that Travis got Taylor a Taylor's prayer candle and a vintage vintage Kansas City. Oh my gosh. Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City. City. <laughs> Kansas City jacket at this shop because it's look anyway. And so people are like freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, we should go check out the shop to get Taylor's uh, jacket. And then it turns out Taylor wears a jacket to his Sunday game. Or no. Yeah. 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 Taylor. No, no, no. Because that Sunday he played Minnesota. At some point, she wears this Kansas City jacket. And it's from Aaron Andrews. And poor Aaron Andrews. She needs this credit. Okay, she's great. She's maybe who set them up, who inspired Taylor to go out with Travis. Right. And I just think, I think it was funny and a really good example of someone like Dumois or these other gossip sites being tricked because it's so easy for that shop to be like, hmm, we're here by this pizza place. What's something right. that Taylor Swift fans would want to buy? Right. Hmm, probably a vintage Kansas City jacket and a prayer candle with Taylor herself on it. Could you imagine it, Let's Travis? just slide that in. He did not buy that for her, okay? He's like, happy birthday to me here Yes. There's a vintage candle with your face on with it. With your face on it. <laughs> Nothing about this tracks. So again, you guys just like media literacy, taking things with a grain of salt. Don't be dumb. Totally. Don't get fooled. And then October 11th, so four days later, Era's movie premiere. Yes. So there's all the speculation about if Travis is going to come out. But he plays the next day on Thursday Night Football. He does. Yeah. So it's highly unlikely. It's like it's like a no from Coach Reed. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Coach Reed was like, don't even think about it. I agree. I agree. So um, Swifties are bummed. But apparently there's all these like uh, sources telling people that he sent flowers. But a lot of them are saying that they sent him to a hotel room. And Taylor has a house in L.A. So it's hard to say. It's hard to say. But it's, I bet she was in a hotel, like maybe right next maybe to the theater. To the Grove. But I mean, Era's movie went swimmingly. Beyonce showed up. Uh, and then she jets on over to Kansas City for the Thursday night game versus the Broncos. This was a big this was a big game because I felt like this was like, that's my boyfriend. That's my boyfriend. I just came off my movie premiere. My movie is number one in the country. Right. I also have you know, just a lot going for me. This is, this is, so now we've gone through a lot of games at this point. So I'll, I'll say an outfit so that you guys know where we're at. She's in like the black bustier. Oh yeah. With the jacket over it. Her hair is in a ponytail and she's wearing like the gold chain necklace. And then I think that this game is a big deal because it's Thursday and you just know that there's a weekend ahead. Right. Like a lot of weekend ahead. Yeah. So the possibilities are endless. So then they go back to his house that night and then the good old daily mail stalkers let us know that they leave mid-morning Friday and are gone all day and nobody knows where they went okay Demois thinks that they went to the Bahamas feels aggressive feels aggressive a quick weekend trip it, it, it well not even a weekend because on Saturday on Saturday they're pictured in New York oh. so yeah I don't know how this happened Demois did some uh uh mass because she was trying to like defend her source but Apparently, you could go. They went to this place called Baker's Bay. They were looking at Tom and Giselle's old house. I feel like this is a rumor. I don't think this is real. There's no way. She, We're talking movie premiere, which I'm sure she was up to like 2 a.m. Yeah. Then football game, again, goes very late. Yep. 
it's Thursday night football, so it goes very late. And then she goes to the Bahamas for a day, and then Saturday morning she's in New York. I don't know, man. Feels aggressive, but maybe. Who I don't knows? know. But then the New York City weekend starts, and I'd say this is the height of Taylor Swift content maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Certainly the height of Taylor and Travis content. Yes. So first they go out to Nobu, which is like honestly like pretty easy to get into. If you guys Super come to New York, easy. Yeah, you can go to Nobu. <laughs> We've had reservations before. It's not hard. <laughs> um, and this is where you see them... I think walking out of Nobu. We get a lot of car entrances and exits. But after Nobu, they go to SNL. They make a surprise appearance. Apparently, there's some conflicting reports here, but apparently Taylor was always was asked last minute to go and intro Ice Spice, who's like a dear friend of hers, was featured on her Midnight's album. Um, and then Travis showed up with her, and they're like, oh my gosh, let's throw you in. Which, if you listen to the skit that he's incorporated into, you can kind of tell right. that it was like a last minute ad because oh, they're like, yes. and after this, we'll talk to da da da. And then they say, they say it again. And after this, we'll hear from someone who finally wants to talk football. And then it pans to Travis. Yeah. So it's, it's obvious that the script wasn't quite right there. Um, but it's hilarious. So there's a lot of clips of the skit, but if you haven't watched it in its entirety, they're making fun of the hosts on uh, Fox sports network who famously do football games um and they get really specific and they talk about joe alwyn they talk about maddie healy and it's just a work of art it's incredible and i think is it was uh the season premiere of snl after a long 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 break we haven't had an snl uh, episode since march because of the strike right and they just came back guns blazing. Pete Davidson hosting. It was awesome. Then they go to the SNL after party at Couch Steak. Also easy to get into. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys want to relive this night? You should. Um, when they arrive at Couch Steak, I'm pretty sure is where you get that paparazzi photo where uh, Taylor's lipstick maybe looks a little bit out of place. And there's maybe like a hint of red in Travis's mustache. Oh, yeah. We get the Travis, you know, casually putting his hand on his back to let the security guy know he's there and then opening the door for Taylor and then somehow like doing this like magician work with his hands where he kind of like puts it on her stomach and then passes it to the other hand where he like has it on her back. It was like, I don't know, guys. It was everything. If you're a girl, you just notice these things, especially, I don't know. Well, I, we just want to be manhandled. That's like that's <laughs> really what it boils down to. And the way he uh, gently manhandles her is everything. It's true that we want. I think. Yeah, I have no notes on that comment. Yeah, <laughs> no notes. Um, it was incredible. There's some great edits of this. Just a beautiful moment on the internet. Yes. Um, we also get some uh, footage from inside of the restaurant. At one point, they have their arms around each other. They're kind of hugging each other and just kind of like swaying back and forth. It's like very cozy. They're cute just moment. they can't stop touching, which is this this fits right with most new relationships. Like yes, if you really like someone, you just want to touch them all the time. Yep. And after this night is when we get the people story. So to this point, people had not uh, really covered Travis and Taylor. And this is kind of the nail in the coffin, that they are official. Right. It's been confirmed by sources. If people report it, like I said, 
It Bible. is Bible. It is Bible. Love that. It's Bible. And then on Sunday, they remain in New York and they go to a little place in the village called Waverly Inn. Have you guys ever been there? No. It's really cute. It's often forgotten. Okay. Highly recommend. Fun. If you guys want like a cute romantic date night, not like yeah. clubby vibes, okay. Waverly Inn is it. Clubby vibes, no boo. No boo. And catch steak, I've heard. Catch steak. Yeah. Man, and that's the, that's the New York weekend. I also, going back to New York, this is a fun tidbit you might not know. Apparently, prior to the Jets game, he and Patrick woke up as early as he possibly could to drive into the city from New Jersey and get Taylor, deliver Taylor coffee. What? Before the game against the Jets. I thought that was really cute. And he was photographed outside of the apartment on Sunday before the game. I thought that was so cute. cute. I love how Patrick tagged along. He's yeah, just like, they're yeah, little besties. Oh, let's go on a drive. Yeah, like, come on, Travis, let's go. Come <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the voice gosh. of Patrick Mahomes. The voice of Patrick Mahomes. That's so Mahomes. random. That's I, so I love cute. that he came, though. It was so funny to me. Those those two guys are like complete homies, I'm convinced. Yes. Yeah, they are, for sure. They're besties for the resties. Then Travis talked about this on the podcast. Do you feel like you're like a security guard when you're with Taylor? Like I'm part Do you of the feel team? Like, yeah, like you're <laughs> one with the rest of the guys? Um, like, hey, I we're in this like together, I'm, fellas. I feel like I feel like whenever I'm on a date, I'm all, I'm always like having like the sense of like I'm a man in the situation. I I am I'm like protective. Yeah, for sure. You always kind of have that feeling or that uh, that self awareness, I guess. There's this. We think we hope that Jason asked this question because he's referencing a very specific picture. Yes. From when Taylor was dating Joe Alwyn. Okay. There is this freaking picture. It makes me so mad now. <laughs> Joe and Taylor are out in like England or something. And Joe is in the effing booth seat. And Taylor is just like hanging out to dry in the middle of the restaurant in the old creak, like creaky wooden chair. Mm. And mm. <laughs> he took the booth seat, babe. He took the booth seat. Rookie move. Rookie, Rookie move. Freaking job. I don't know why, I, I but like whatever reason, Lily, I can't speak for all women, but like always the booth seat. I'm like, all right, like it's all women, yeah. all of us. Yeah. I need to be protected. Fun, I can't fun have fact: the draft. Yeah, you're you, you're never allowed to sit in the booth seat ever again once you know you get married or you're dating. So <laughs> sorry, it's okay. I I actually prefer normal seats, so it's a win for me. But right, like most real men do, Joellen. <laughs> yes, it's so fun. I didn't realize that was like a thing. Thing. I just knew that was like your thing too. I was like, all right, like no, it's absolutely a thing. Why is it? I don't want people hitting me? I don't want like the breeze. I need the comfy I just want the leather. Comfy, yeah. Where do you sit when you go into a restaurant? Um, wherever the, they have the table. Well, at the table, what seat do you choose? The more convenient one? The Like, what do you mean? You choose the seat with the best view of all of your potential threats within the establishment. But what if somebody else wants the view of, like, it's the best view of this entire place? Well, it's your job to protect, Travis, so it's your job to have the best view. No, you just got to know where the exits are. Exits and entrances. Yep, you got to know that where that's you gotta at. Know where those are at. That's preferably like, a need? seat against a wall so that you can observe everything that's happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's totally trolling him, right? Yes. And the, they just the, the Swifties were fed this episode. Okay, they really talk about the whole uh, the whole weekend, and again, like. This relationship has essentially created like a 24-7 news cycle 
for Taylor, right? Because you will probably see her each weekend on live TV. Mm-hmm. Travis will probably talk about her in the Friday pregame press conference, which he usually does. Yeah. Okay, so for context, every NFL team hosts a press conference before each game, and they usually bring out the one or two key players for the game, and they're just fed to the wolves. They're put in front <laughs> of a... No, I'm serious. This yeah. is like a huge deal. Right, most actors will never do this, but athletes do it all the yeah. time. And they get fined if they don't. Like yes. you have to. It's not a. It's not an option. Yes. So this is why. So for these people who are like, "What is he talking about all the time?" He literally like can't not do it. So he's put in front of all these reporters who are vetted, but they can ask whatever they want. Like you can, you know, you can have your publicist get up and say before, like, "Hey, like today, we don't want to talk about this," but it is what it is. And usually we'll get a Taylor Swift question or two thrown in there. You can watch it live on YouTube. It's really fun. And then, you know, like I said, you go through the weekend. And then on Wednesday, you get the New Heights episode where he usually recaps what was happening. And it's just, it's absolutely insane that this is real life right now. It is constant coverage. Yes. Which, thank you guys for being here, for choosing us to talk about it. Because there are, there's so many places you can find this stuff. It's true. I, like, I think that's my fear sometimes is I'm like, this is covered so much nonstop everywhere. Let's, let's, how do we set it apart? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just say this right off the bat. Um, I don't think I've ever heard a more in-depth breakdown <laughs> in sorry. my entire life. I'm sorry, you guys. I hope you're listening on like 3x speed because <laughs> we're almost done though. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wildly impressive. I'm learning so much. We should also just mention that this is the point where Ed thinks that he follows Taylor on Instagram and accidentally follows a fan account. And it's just like the cutest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Can you imagine though, if you're the owner of the fan account and it's like Ed Kelsey's following you and you're like, what? (laughs) I have to say, Kylie Kelsey does follow sports fish on Instagram. I know. That's like the biggest flex I feel like. But that is like a literal close connection to Taylor Swift. Yeah, it is. so we're like two steps away from getting Taylor Swift on the pod is what we're saying. Basically. Basically. She does a lot of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> For a second there, I was like, wait, does she? And I was like, no. I don't think she's ever done one. No, I don't think she's literally ever done one. Okay. So October 22nd. Yeah. So this is last weekend, right? So uh, she goes to the Chargers game at Kansas City. Um, I don't really know how this all went down, but there's like pictures of her at a house before the game with this Browns player with Boney, Bernie Kosar? Kosar? No idea. He's he's a, he's like a former player. That's all I know. He, yeah, so he's a huge deal in Ohio, which is where Travis is from. So people see this and are like, oh, Taylor's weirdly in Ohio hanging out with like this old guy? Like, yeah. she must not be at the game. But it turns out she's at Travis's house and this guy was there right. with them. Which um, questions, for sure. Yeah. What kind of questions, Lily? Well, I think he Why was just is he like at a Travis's fan, house. Right? Oh, I mean the NFL legend. Yeah. I forget the tie, but there is there is one. Well, I think Ohio's that Travis just looked tie. up to him. Yeah, because yeah. he was a Browns player. Yeah. Anyway, um, Bernie, my guy. Uh, so then she goes to the Kansas City game. We have the infamous handshake with Brittany Mahomes. Yes. Was it cringy? It was cringy, but I liked it because here's the thing. Okay. Taylor is a chameleon, as we say. Yes. In that she really does adapt to who she's dating in the best way. Yeah. If 
Travis's bro is Patrick Mahomes. She's going to befriend Patrick Mahomes' wife. Right. Well, she's wife. also just like a girl's girl. Like, yeah. She's not going to be like, okay, I don't know. But also, she's like. She's just like a nice person, right? Yeah. Like, that's what nice people But, like, do, her right? style has changed. You yes. know, like, yes. she's way less, like, in my feelings, indie. Yes. Like, mismatched, odd outfits. Yes. And way more, like, short mini skirts. Yes. The curly hair is gone, you guys. I'm just the curly know. hair is gone. It's like very straight. Mm-hmm. It, she's Miss. She's Miss Americana. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing right now, and so she does adapt to who she's dating, mm-hmm. and their likes and interests. And you know what? Make fun of me all you want, but I relate with it because I was that. I am that way. I was that way. I became the world's biggest hockey fan when I started dating Ashton. Yeah. yeah. And like loved ketchup chips. Ketchup <laughs> chips. Okay. First of all. First of all. <laughs> First of all, ketchup chips are amazing, okay? I don't care what anyone says. No, they're not. Elite. They're not good. I pretended, though. But anyways, I liked them when we were dating. I loved hockey. You know, I liked... <laughs> I love I this now she's back to Pastics. hating, now that she's Pastics. out of the honeymoon phase. So. I mean, oh truly, God. I think the NHL is so boring. I, I just feel like Taylor is someone who, for better or worse, adapts to who she's dating. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but if you listen to, like, Dancing With Our Hands Side on Reputation, that is a, like, direct product of dating Calvin Harris. Yes. She says explicitly that, you know, The National is one of Joe's favorite artists, bands, whatever. That's why she reached out to them for Folklore Evermore. I kind of agree with this. We've talked about this before. Which is fine. And I think it's actually, it comes from a place of caring. Yes. Like, I love this person yes. so much. I love what they love. People, there's actually been studies that show that if you mirror how someone communicates with you, it shows that you're a good communicator because you're a good listener and you're trying to, like, relate and connect with them. She's a good communicator. She's a good communicator. Okay. So, the handshake. Like, maybe cringe in a way. The only cringy part was what was happening Behind. Yuck. Jackson. Jackson Mahomes, who, as we know. Quick quick theory. I I think it was Jackson Mahomes who leaked the picture from the the club. Oh, Mm. with the arm? Yeah. I love that theory. Yeah. I'm going to double tap that. Yep. Yes. That's definitely who it was. Just a gut gut vibe I got. You know what? I'm going to run with it. I love that. Listen, I think Jackson sucks. But I also don't think Taylor's at the point where she she can be like, oh, like, yeah, I'm going to be in the suite with the Mahomes. Oh, Jackson's coming? Like, actually, no. Like, I think, how do you even handle that? I agree. But I do think she didn't need to interact with him the way that she did. Yeah. But how do you how do you not do that without coming off? You don't, you don't off, need to like, high-five him. The other thing is, like, I guess, well, I don't know how much. I haven't looked into the Jackson Mahomes thing, but, like, I don't know all the I'd details. I'd love to tell you about it. Well, I know, I know, the, I know the accusations. I know I've seen the video. I know like he's obviously in the wrong and like a lot of like messed up things. But also, it's like one of those things where it's like, as a new person coming in, like, like yeah, she's ultra famous, but like also she's entering a new, like it's like not room her where it's not it's circle. not it's not her yeah. it's not her social circle, right? Jackson Mahomes' brother to Patrick Mahomes. He has previously been charged with three counts of sexual assault uh, for basically grabbing a a woman, a restaurant owner, and forcibly kissing her. I think he was under the influence, but there is a video. It's disgusting. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad. Jackson Mahomes is, I mean, 
in the past been pegged as like the most annoying family member of the Mahomes. He's always, always filming TikToks, lip syncing and dancing. There's zero talent involved. It's just him in front of the camera, fluffing his hair, singing and dancing. He's annoying. We know this. But then these, you know, accusations come out and it's not just annoying. He's he's a bad dude. Yeah, I agree. And so I think part of fandom is actually, you know, sometimes recognizing that they're not perfect or that like they've done something that maybe we don't love or we don't approve of. And I think for a lot of people, this was a moment that we were like, Taylor, you know? What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's not like she like, I don't know, posted a picture with him on Instagram. Was totally. Like, new bestie. Totally. But, but she was like interacting with him like a bestie. Yeah. Yeah. He did the little like bejeweled fingers and people really didn't like that. I didn't like that. Yeah. I hated that in many ways. Yeah. People also, speaking of bejeweled, Swifties have been like asking Travis to do like specific dances. Yeah. After he scores a touchdown. Yeah. If that happens... My head will like blow off. It will be so funny. He'll do it. Can you imagine if he does like a little Taylor Swift? I don't know. He'll it would do be it. so funny. I hope he does. <laughs> I hope he does. He hasn't done it yet. Um. Anyway, at this game, she's also wearing the eighty-seven bracelet, which is kind of like a full circle moment. So great. Apparently, it was a gift from uh, Mama Mahomes. Oh. So that was kind of sweet. Cute. After that, they go home to Travis's house. It sounds like they did not go to the Chiefs Halloween party. They did not. Emily Bushman reported to yeah. me. Yeah. They had their own thing, it sounds like, at Travis's house. I know, which is rude. Lame. Yeah. I know. You can't leave the team. Your bro's hanging like that. I mean, I, I'm That's sure. a bad look, Travis. That's Come okay. on, man. It's okay. We'll forgive them. We'll forgive them. And then they uh, sleep in the next day. Apparently, I'm acting like I was in the house with them. I don't know. <laughs> a friend apparently delivered Mexican takeout. I do know that. Monday night, they go out to an Argentinian steakhouse in why? Kansas City. Not sure why. Some people think that it's an Easter egg because Travis is planning to join her on the Eras tour in Argentina. <laughs> Seems legit. People are nuts. People are nuts. People are nuts. That but, would actually be so absurd that, like, like, hey, babe, I've got an idea. Let me tell you. Argentinian food. <laughs> I'm coming with you to Argentina, right? Like, oh, my gosh. I love it. No, I think it's just a place that he goes, and it's kind of close to the house, so they didn't have to, like, evade paparazzi for more than, like, two yeah. miles. And, yeah. And, yeah. And that catches us up, really, to today. I do... I do predict that the narrative, like, he will probably start talking about it less and less. I think so as well. I think so as well. Um, If you've noticed, whenever he does talk about it in New Heights, he only talks about things that have already been reported on. Right. Like, he doesn't say, oh, yeah, like, we went to Nobu and then, and then, like, reveal something new. Right. He exclusively talks about things that are already being talked about. Yeah. And um, Swifties love that. They call it um, private but not secret. Cute. And I think it's cute, yeah. I think it's, it's cute. A, I think it's a good take. Um, I will, We did forget that there's the kiss on the cheek picture. Oh, my gosh. They must. Internet. I don't know how to say her name. It's either Charia or Karaya or something like that. S-H-A-R-I-H. Sharia. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going with. Okay, love it. She's a fellow wife. Yep. Of and... a player just traded back to... Kansas City. Right. So this was his first game back and he mm-hmm. had a great game. He crushed it. 
and she posted a picture with Taylor and then with the four of them, including her husband and Travis, and Taylor was kissing Travis on the cheek. It was a cute pic. It was a cute pic. It was a cute pic. And there were lots. It was funny. The the Swifties were thrilled that an actual person got the first kissing pic and not the paparazzi. I They were agree. like, Daily Mail is bashing their head against a wall right now. So true. It's great. And, like, it was put out there for free. Like, no yep. one She didn't sell that. it. Nope. So good. Okay, so here we are. They are official. They are happy. Allie, why is this such a big deal? Why is this relationship such a big deal for Taylor Swift fans? Well, I think that Swifties have just been fed this year, like I said. We have gotten the Eras tour, which is the greatest tour of all time. I don't know how it will ever be topped. It won't. I mean, there's a lot of numbers floating out there, but again, this this girl's making anywhere from four hundred million to two billion dollars <laughs> on this freaking tour. It's insane. Lots of new music. We're reliving everything that we like about Taylor Swift right now because she's going through her re-recordings, right? Right. But even more than that, I think that seeing Taylor be with someone so publicly, like I've said is just absolutely crazy. So Joe Alwyn, her boyfriend of uh, six years, broke up officially in, I believe, March of this year, was just not in the limelight, right? Dated for six years, never did a single interview and said something about Taylor. Never did a single red carpet. Right. Um, and when asked about Taylor, just like... Would, like, actively be like, I don't talk about that. Defensive. Yeah, like, there's this... Uh, she got recognized at the Brit Awards in England, which is where Joe is from. And she very publicly thanked him. She's thanked him multiple times when she's won a freaking Grammys. Right. And he, like, can't even tell, you know, some B-list reporter who's covering his B-list movie... Right. ...what his, like, favorite Taylor Swift song is, which is, like, a gimme question right that's not revealing yeah. anything about the relationship right and it's disappointing and yeah i have talked about this before but like no matter obviously i think that joe and taylor loved each other a lot and that he was there for her during a really hard time in her life which was important like you need somebody like that he fulfilled a purpose yeah but like no matter how solid you are and no matter how much somebody loves you if they don't want to be like seen with you in public don't want to talk about you in public i think that's really hurtful the flag is red the flag is red and yeah it's just hard and then and then she went to maddie healy who was just like i, I thought I it hate. was kind of fun <laughs> but, i'm not <laughs> it was so chaotic okay it was so chaotic he's but it was so bad gross. it was like negative and this just seems very positive yes um like i said there's a lot of like sadness in the world right now and people are just looking for something fun and it's something that even like a very casual fan can get behind and can get like updates on the next time they watch football you know hate it or love it that's what's gonna happen right and yeah the PR thing yeah I really want you to speak on that as a PR princess a PR expert people are wondering I think I think it's less now, but people did initially think it was PR. We've we've talked about how like the NFL is basically using her as a walking ad. Mm-hmm. There was the Kelsey documentary that came out. She's got her tour going on. There's a lot of things that put them in the spotlight. Why do you think it's not PR? 
Well, I'd say my main reason is just that they both don't need it. Right. Okay, so they both, I think, are doing the best in their respective leagues. And just, like, why? Like, honestly, what does Taylor have to gain from partnering with the NFL? Give me one reason. Zero. There's Ash, so like, much. Do you see anything, Ashton? Like, what does she have to gain from that? Yeah, no, she she is. There's nothing to gain from her outside of, like, some of the free advertising for her movie. But even then, like, she has such a huge platform that that was never going to be an issue. Yeah. If anything, it's maybe turned off some of her potential, exactly. like, fans from her. Like, in terms of, like, the guys who are, like, diehard NFLers, right? Like, they got a little bit of Taylor Swift content with, like, J.J. Watt, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Travis Kelsey before they were a thing, like, going to the concert. Like, oh, she's cool. She's yeah. cool. Like, yeah. But all of a sudden seeing it so much. Like, if anything, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to use the word hurt because, like, truthfully, she's in such a different stratosphere. Like, like losing the 100 followers, yeah. maybe, yeah. of the NFL who are like, I'm so sick of this. Like doesn't affect her so like yeah i don't think she has anything to really gain um if anything it's like again not hurt her brand but like yeah it's done nothing like positive for her i would say i agree speaking of gaining and losing i just would like to ask all of you who are so angry about seeing her during an nfl game what you're losing from that yeah because it's not actually playing while the play is going on right it's during a break in play no so what are you actually losing when the camera shows taylor swift i agree and like you're bringing so many people to the table that like lily you've made this point before like you're just bringing more ad revenue to the nfl which increases like money to the players and money to the teams and just makes the sport like better right and like i was noticing at the chargers game like so many times that they come back from a commercial break they show the same stupid shot and it's usually an aerial shot of the stadium to like show you how filled it is right who needs to see that no one cares like yeah. do a quick cut to taylor or to whoever celebrity girlfriend is in the stand yeah i want to see more of Haley seinfeld and alex earl and you know whoever it is totally and you've got like now you've got this female demographic that you've so been wanting yeah and i just don't get what it is my favorite take is from this guy named matt on twitter and he said, Matt. Matt, Matt from Kansas City is his username, which I love. Cute. And Matt says, I don't care for the clowns who dislike seeing Taylor Swift during Chiefs games. I get to bond with my daughter, who otherwise doesn't really watch. And that's more important to me than your petty anger. Yeah. I so hope true. they start interviewing Taylor during games just to piss off the haters more. I love it. And yeah. you know what? I agree. Yeah. No, I think I think he's totally right. I think net net, it's a total positive. And again, like... I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the I, It's just serious gatekeeper vibes of like yes, guys who've been yes. like diehard NFLers and yes. like, oh, this is my thing. Like, you guys don't even get it. It's like the same kind of people who see someone who's wearing like a Nirvana or like a Red Hot Chili Peppers shirt and be like, oh, yeah, you're a huge fan. Like, name five songs. Yeah. Right? It's like, all right, dude, <laughs> yeah, chill. Yeah. Yes. There's yes. gatekeeper vibes everywhere yeah, right yeah. now. Yes. And like, even with like Swifty fandom, yes. like, there's gatekeeper yes. vibes. Like, I was a bigger like OG Taylor Swift fan before you when in reality I think like it's cool she's getting more fans and also the NFL it's cool you're getting more fans like let's stop pretending we own these like realms of fandom and just let everyone like what they like at the moment I agree yep I agree and 
I think when you look back at the statements that Taylor has made since this whole whirlwind has started, like it's pretty clear the state of mind that she's in. And even going back to when she started dating Maddie Healy in May, one of the first things she says, one of the first things that, you know, a confirmed source says was that Taylor is in her, like, I don't care era. Like, her fan, because her fans kind of, like, came after her for the Maddie thing, which was understandable. Yeah. And I think that's when she kind of just, like, threw her hands up in the air and was like, I'm living my life, and I finally, like, realized how successful I am and who I do and don't need in my life. And... Yeah, I don't care. And I think that that just continues. And if you look at this whole thing through that lens, you just see a girl who likes this guy and is dating him like any other person would. She goes to his games. She cheers. She's happy for him. She's making friends with his friends. And I think it's just that simple and people are overthinking it. Totally. All right. We're going to end with what's next for Taylor and Travis what is in the future? We know that Travis has purchased a home. We talked about that last week on the podcast. $6 million home in Kansas City with higher security. Mm-hmm. Probably more Gated space. neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> For Taylor. There was an ET story, um, which again is Bible. And the source said, The duo is fully committed to their relationship and the future. Travis and Taylor are all in. This is in quotes, you guys. So this is like the real freaking deal. The two are very into each other and are enjoying their time together, but are also planning for the future. The source continues, Taylor starts her international tour in November, and Travis is planning to be there to spend time with her. Maybe Argentina. Uh, Travis and Taylor are very serious about their careers, and the two bond over that and want to show support for each other whenever they can. Yes. Love. Love. I think we end, we circle it back. Hello. We circle it back to round the episode out because it was about... Travis Kelsey. Why do we think Taylor Swift is with Travis Kelsey? What's going on with that man that has enthralled? Because I'm telling you, (laughs) sis is, she's down bad. She is down bad for this man. I agree. I agree. I think there's lots of reasons, but I think, again, to to keep this simple, it's exactly what the first source says, which is that Travis Kelsey is unaffected by fame. And I think that he is like pretty normal. He's a he's like a star, right? He's probably the biggest NFL star right now, right? Uh, kind of a mirror of Taylor in a way. And she, I think it's just so refreshing. Like she's coming out of this absolutely opposite to him in terms of how they handle press, her past relationship. Okay, wait, I need to re-say that. You're good. I'm getting too tired. Um, Okay, so Travis is unaffected by fame. Yeah. And when comparing that to her past boyfriends, like, it just couldn't be more different. Yeah. Right? Joe Alwyn was in his head. His parents are, like, therapists. Like, they were talking and thinking through this way too much. (laughs) Travis is just... Travis is just living his life. Okay? And he loves to have a good time. Yeah. Which I think Taylor is in her good time girl era. Um, He's confident. I think you need a lot of confidence to be next to Taylor right now. Yeah. Maddie Healy famously said that he would feel emasculated if he would if he was called Taylor Swift's boyfriend. What? That's just unappealing. I hate to break okay. it to you, but you are. Okay. Um, and I think that he emotes really beautifully. Have you seen this man cry? It's very sweet. I mean, at the, the Super Bowl. He cries a lot. So I think the best uh, example of this is in the New Heights episode that was immediately after the Super Bowl. 
and him and Jason are recapping just seeing their yes. mom after. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so cute. You did and, post that. Oh, it's so cute. So sweet. And he loves his mom so much, which I think is always like a great indicator of character. Green flag. And yes, flag is green. And, um, you know, I think that people who play football get this bad rap. But actually, people who are on sports teams often can regulate and show their emotions in a much more healthy way than people who haven't been involved in team sports. If you go back and watch Travis in the quarterback series uh, where they followed Pat Mahomes last year, um, the way that they talk to each other and to their male friends yeah. and coworkers and peers before a game is like an amazing standard for I think other men to follow and like absolutely something that I think anybody would be attracted to and should like um work towards you know they very openly say I love you guys I got your back I respect you like I know that you're putting it all on the line yeah and I don't think that a lot of men are having those conversations it shows a lot of emotional maturity would you say that being on a team helped you know maybe help you get in touch more with your emotions yeah i mean i think being a part of a team is actually and i'll say that i think it's crucial i think all kids at some point in their life need to be a part of a team it doesn't necessarily have to be a sports team but i i guess i'm biased towards that um yeah you definitely learn a lot of i mean it, it becomes like a brotherhood you learn yeah. how you do learn how to express your emotions how to show love to your your teammates and your brothers, how to pick each other up. And you and you see that throughout your life. Like you, you, you come across toxic team, teammates who really hurt a locker room and you can mm-hmm. see that and then you come across like good teammates and and the difference that makes in the way they treat people and, the, and their emotional maturity as well. There you have it. There you have it. There you have it, folks. So yeah, and I mean, like he said himself, 12 out of 10 boyfriend. 12 out of 10, 87 plus 13 equals equals 100. 100. And that is our deep dive of Travis Kelsey. Thank you for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Let us know if we should do another one. (laughs) (laughs) On... on who? On Jason. Jason's next. On oh, Jason. No, it'll just be more Travis and Taylor. Just more. Nothing. We probably parents. could do another. Episode. We probably could. There's there's more notes, you guys. Tbh. <laughs> I had ten. I had ten reasons listed, and I didn't get through them all. We could come but, back. But we we have covered. I feel like pretty more than anyone else has. <laughs> Confident. Confident. Share this with your friends, you guys. If you had a good time, be sure to give Lily some love. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs>